0: This is the New York Times Audio Digest for Wednesday, May 19, 2010, presented by Audible. Here's what's on the front page this morning, Goldman's Tangled Goals worried clients. U.S. strikes deal for new U.N. penalties on Iran, and Spectre running as a Democrat loses in a primary. In today's business headlines, SEC moves to prevent another flash crash. Credit pinch is spreading across parts of Europe, and Campbell Brown, primetime anchor, is leaving CNN. There will be more business stories, along with more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page, and New York Times columnist Maureen Dowd. Now, from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is written by Gretchen Morgenson and Louise Storey. It's titled, Goldman's Tangled Goals, Worried Clients. As the housing crisis mounted in March 2007, Goldman Sachs was busy selling risky mortgage-related securities for its longtime client Washington Mutual, a major bank based in Seattle. Although Goldman had decided months earlier that the mortgage market was headed for a fall, it continued to help WAMU sell the securities to investors. While Goldman put its imprimatur on that offering, traders in the same Goldman unit were not so sanguine. They were betting that the value of WAMU's stock and other securities would decline. Goldman's wager against its customers' stock, a position known as a short, was large enough that it would have generated at least $10 million in profits if WAMU collapsed, according to documents recently released by Congress. And by mid May, Goldman's bet against other WAMU securities had made Goldman $2.5 million, the documents show. WAMU eventually did collapse under the weight of souring mortgage loans. Federal regulators seized it in September 2008, making it the biggest bank failure in American history. Goldman's bets against WAMU are examples of conflicting roles that trouble its critics and some former clients. The firm's many hats, trader, advisor, underwriter, salesperson, left some clients feeling bruised or wary. Early in the mortgage crisis, Goldman seems to have unnerved Wamu's former chief executive, Kerry Killinger, according to an email message released by congressional investigators. He said he had avoided retaining Goldman's investment bankers in 2007 out of concern about how the firm would use knowledge it gleaned from that relationship. I don't trust Goldie on this, he wrote. They're smart, but this is swimming with the sharks. While Goldman has legions of satisfied customers and maintains that it puts its clients first, it also sometimes appears to work against those clients' interests when opportunities arise to profit from their financial troubles. Lucas Van Prague, a Goldman spokesman, declined to say how much the firm earned on its Whamu bet. In an email reply to questions, he said there was nothing improper about Goldman's wagers against any of its clients. Shorting stock or buying credit protection in order to manage exposures are typical tools to help a firm reduce its risk, he said. Wamu is not the only Goldman client the firm bet against as the mortgage disaster gained steam. Documents released by the Senate Permanent Subcommittee on Investigations show that Goldman's mortgage unit also wagered against Bear Stearns and Countrywide Financial, two long-standing clients of the firm, and the American International Group, which insured Goldman's mortgage bonds. While no one has accused Goldman of illegally involving the clients it bet against, potential conflicts inherent in Wall Street's business model are at the core of many of the state and federal investigations underway. The Securities and Exchange Commission filed a civil fraud suit against Goldman last month, contending it misled clients who bought a mortgage security that the regulator said was intended to fail. Goldman says it did nothing wrong. Just make the score, do the deal, move on to the next one. That's the trader culture, said Cornelius Hurley, director of the Morin Center for Banking and Financial Law at Boston University. Their business model has completely blurred the difference between executing trades on behalf of customers versus executing trades for themselves.